Network Automation Nerds Podcast. Hey guys, Eric here. Before we start, I just want to let you guys know this episode was recorded back in November of 2021, and Jason would make some reference to the charity projects he was doing at that time. If you're interested, you could still make contribution to the same charities Jason mentioned in the show. The links will be in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome to Network Automation Nerds Podcast, a podcast about network automation, network engineering, Python, and a whole lot of technology topics. I'm your host, Eric Cho. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Jason Gooley, technical evangelist, author, speaker, philanthropist, founder, and host of Meadow DevOps. He's also known as the godfather of network automation. I know he's embarrassed by that title, and that's why I said it. We should all blame Sylvia. But anyways, um, he is. So no further introduction required besides that title. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm super excited because I know we've been b- going back and forth and talking and tweeting, and I've never been able to actually get you on camera to talk with you. So this works out really well. Oh, likewise, man. Likewise. I've been following your work. And what stood out the most about you, Jason, besides all the accomplishments, right? They're all grand and obviously speaks for themselves. But what speaks to me the most was your bias for action, your positive attitude. And I think part of that comes from you being a uh, an avid reader, should I say, you know, it seems like you are. So you read a lot, you learn a lot about uh, other people's experience and apply to your own life. So yeah. today I was thinking maybe we could do something different, um, you know, since you've been sharing a lot of your experience on other podcasts. I don't want to repeat those. I want to sure. do something different about you recommending some of the books. I've, I've always wondered what's on people's you know, book list. And I think oh, yeah. yours will be super interesting to do so. And um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have Jason recommend a few non-technical or technical books. And we could all take something away from, you know, kind of peek into his brain a little bit and see what, uh, what you know, makes him tick and what makes him be able to set the right mindset and positive attitude. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's so funny. I think uh, I do, I do, listen to a lot of audiobooks as well. So it's not just right. um, w- reading books, but uh, you know, when we're pressed with time, we're driving everywhere and doing things like that. Audiobooks has become kind of my new passion and hobby. And uh, they were running a sale on audible. It was, I remember what it, was. <laughs> oh. it was like, it was like 24 credits. You get 24 books for like a flat fee and you have like a year to use them or something like that, or two years to use them. Uh, and then you can actually download the book and own the book after you're essentially buying right. 24 books up front. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing this. I, I started going through <laughs> three or four. I did the tra- I did the trials and stuff. I'm like, all right, I got to figure out which ones I really like and wh- which ones would be good to listen to. And, and what was funny is when I, the, what first started me on this, yeah. I mentioned it, that I have a good friend named Jim Cook, who's, who's the guy who got me into networking and all these other things and helped me, helped me kind of down that path and journey. Right. And one of the things he gave me was a, it was a CD of a of a gentleman named Earl Nightingale, and okay. he he was he was one of the original like you know uh, Tony Robbins kind of motivational type speakers, and uh, yeah, he did one called Lead the Field. Okay, if I if I have if I have any advice for anybody out there, if you want to look in the mirror and evaluate yourself on how well you're doing uh, or what you can do better to progress and do different things and learn. It would be listen to lead the field, because okay. when I listen to that, there are times where I'm like, I'm not probably doing all that I should be, and then there's like, oh, I, I'm doing pretty good, but it is one of the, it was one of these 
amazing audiobooks that just really does set your mind for success. And I, I just absolutely love it. So Lead the Field is probably my absolute favorite audiobook. Uh, I'm sure there, it was an audio tape and uh, stuff like that that transversed into 50 different things and eventually became an audible book. But uh, that would be one that I would say definitely check out would be Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. Uh, another wow. one that I just started, I started reading on, uh, and it was actually, there was a, uh, Stephen Covey who makes one called, uh, the uh, seven, seven habits, seven of habits of highly effective six, people, right? Yep, successful yep. people. Yep. There's another one, but what led me to that one, which was funny was there was another one that he did called seven habits of highly successful families. Oh, and okay. it was, so that must've been was, like a follow on to his it, first it was, successful it was book. A follow on. Right. Uh, but, but my, I was listening to that and just how to, how to, I mean, I have a, my daughter's going to be seven, my son's three and a half. And I'm trying to find a nice way to just, you know, make sure that we all stay communicating and connected because that's the biggest thing in this day and age is communication. And in the day of the life of tablets and phones and games and all this, we want to make sure that we're, we're kind of here, you know, and I, I, I listened to that book. It was only like three and a half hours and it was, it was incredible. So then I went back and I got the, the highly effective, um, Highly effective leaders, I think it was, was the one of the ones I was looking at, and then highly effective. Oh, there's, a, there's, there's probably like, like a there's bunch like 10 of them, them dude. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, exactly. But they're but but they're great. So I, I started listening to that, and then one that um I love Tim Ferriss, and if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss, yes. you know he has all the, the four hour stuff, four hour everything, four hour body, four hour work week, four hour That's chef. Right. Four hour chef was probably one of my favorites, uh, and the mm-hmm. reason being is it gives you a lot of insight into how to do different things. Like yep. the 80-20 rule, the minim- minimally effective dose and how to learn a new language and do all these different things. But then also teaches you how to be a Michelin star chef using a Ziploc bag and st- a sink at a hotel to cook salmon and <laughs> eggs and stuff. You're like, right. what? But it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you listen to that and listen to the four hour work week and things of that nature, it gives you the idea of. You know, how do I become the most efficient me? I yeah. still have no idea, <laughs> but I, I think I'm slowly learning on how to how to do as much as I can with the minimal amount of uh, draining myself, uh, because I think that was one of the biggest things I used to run into is burnout because you're doing so many things uh, and you got to keep your noggin straight and your mental health in good shape yeah. so you can continue to grow and help and scale and, and help folks, you know. Dude, so, so Jason, I, I was so excited in getting into, you know, your book list and all of that. I forgot to, that some of our listeners may, I mean, they probably heard who you are, but they may not, and they may have just read about your, your quick bio on the Cisco, you know, website or whatnot. But, sure. you know, before we get into all of that, and I still want to pick your brain about, you know, all the books and the mindsets, but before we get into sure. that, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do at Cisco? go and you know kind of your path toward um uh toward network engineering and i I assure you it's a very interesting one and it's yeah i was so excited to hear hear about your your story at the rental place and and all that but (laughs) what what point this to to that episode right it's art of network engineering i was part of that recording but here we'll just do like a little little overview of who you are what you do and uh, uh and all that Perfect. Yeah, I, I guess I'll start by saying now you know that I have children. So I'm a father, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm a father and a husband, uh, which is is an amazing thing. I mean, I was just looking at a picture that showed up on Time Hop on Facebook today of our wedding photo from 12 years ago now. And I'm just like, 12 years ago? I mean, not much has changed. 
Uh, I mean, I had a little bit more up here. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, right? You know, um, you know, and I, I guess I could blame it on the kids that that's gone, but it's probably not it. It's either genetics or or the fact that I went for these things back here that took most of my life. Uh, but no, the thing is, I, uh, you know, so I'm a technical evangelist at Cisco, which really what that means is I I am fortunate and blessed to talk to customers all over the world about the different technologies that we use as well as I build training content and curriculum for not only our field, but our partners to enable them on our technology. Mm -hmm. So I get to see all kinds of really cool stuff and what's coming out and talk to customers about how it fits in their environment and how we can help better align the technology to their use cases. So that's, that's my day job. Um, in addition to that, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm a Cisco press author, as you mentioned, I, I focus a lot on trying to give back to the community. So through books and, um, my, my blog, there's one and, and shouts out back to, to you for sending me this one. Uh, I cannot wait to read this. I Peace need to out. have my Python game. And, uh, this is definitely gonna be one of the ways that I do that. Um, and the other thing is I'm, I'm doing classes with, uh, Pearson and O'Reilly now. So I'm doing the ENRC class and okay. I, pro it looks like I'm picking up the, the N, the EN core class as well. And I have also been uh, putting in and teaching MPLS. So there's an MPLS class coming out for that as well. So that'll be a couple of things I'm working on uh, just kind of outside of my day job. And uh, and then other than that, um, you know, we talk about giving back quite a bit. Uh, yep. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to plug this because hopefully this will go. This will uh, everybody will see this before the 18th of November. Absolutely. Um, so I'm doing something called the annual sleep out through Covenant House. And what that is 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 a program through Covenant House, which is a giant, giant uh, company that is dedicated to help homeless youth. Okay. And I'm sleeping out. And a lot of the folks at Cisco do this every year. And this is probably, I think, my fourth or fifth year involved somehow. If we couldn't sleep out, we donate or we do whatever we can. So we're actually sleeping outside. Uh, and it's pretty cold now out here by me in Chicagoland area. So oh, it's, uh, for sure. it's pretty cold. Uh, yeah. But you sleep outside, and the idea is to, is to raise awareness for homeless youth. And okay. while they get to sleep inside in the Covenant House, we sleep outside and, and send this link out to try to raise funds and awareness for homeless youth. Mm -hmm. And everything we do through Cisco gets matched 100% up to $25,000 per person for mm -hmm. Cisco, which is really cool. So I'm doing that November 18th. You can check that out on my um, Twitter and LinkedIn and things, Facebook and things of that nature. Uh, so I really encourage you, if you can... Even if it's a dollar, a dollar automatically becomes two just because somebody gives it to, to this fund. So anything you can do will help. And I encourage uh, anybody out there, to, if they want to join me, if they're bored, I can tell you where we'll be. And you can come out here in Western Chicago. And we can all hang out and have a little bonfire. But uh, it's, it's for a good cause. And I think that's the biggest thing is trying to find ways that we can give back that, that have the most impact. And I mentioned being efficient. Right. I'm trying to figure out ways I can be efficient in helping people as much as I possibly can as well. And, and trying to do it not to my detriment either. Right. Like it used to be like, I'm so tired because I was teaching class or I was uh, I know, doing something for work. And then I stayed up for the maintenance window or I donated some time here and I'm just drained. I'm finding ways to get the most impact. And I, I don't consider myself to have a brand or anything like that. I am just me, right. but I do whatever I can to leverage anybody who will listen mm -hmm. to help, to help other folks. So yeah. if it's through a book giveaway, if it's through sleeping outs for homelessness or, you know, coaching or mentoring, whatever it is, that's, that's my jam. That's cool, Jason. I mean, so this episode will not probably air in time, but we'll definitely put a link out 
um, before that time, you know, right after this recording, we'll put a link out. We'll advertise on social, and people could also follow you on Twitter. Uh, and we'll put you know link out in the show notes as well. So you will continue to do this, these uh, kind of activities that you continue to encourage people to do. So I imagine we'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Esprit Devora. I created Women in Tech so listeners could walk away feeling if she can do it, so can I. I do not have an inclination if I will succeed at this, but I have nothing that will hold me back. It's not anything new that women are here. It's new that we're hearing our stories. I'm afraid of doing, but I'm too curious not to do it. You have a lot more power than you probably think you do. You got this. Subscribe to Women in Tech wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And if, if anybody wants to join, I'll have all the info on how to how to do all these different things moving forward because it's super cool. It really is. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. You mentioned um, how to do things in the most impactful and most efficient way, right? Because we've, um, I mean, I try to do the right thing. And when, uh, I mean, this is not, it's not a plug for my book, but you know, so when the first two edition of the book uh, came out, you know, all of the proceeds went to nonprofits, right? And I start tracking oh, awesome. all the nonprofits that I donated to, um, as well as, you know, I'll ask people like such as yourself, my guests, and say, you know, which nonprofit that you feel the most passionate about, and I'll make donation to them as well. Um, but it doesn't feel enough, right? Like, it feels like... Yeah just giving out money is not enough and it feels like there's so much more we could do but each of us only have so much time if i spent all the time you know doing nonprofit you know is right. that the most impactful way i could do because you know i could be earning money and then donating to uh donating to nonprofit right so i don't have an answer but it seems like you have put in a lot of thoughts into that topic Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm even considering starting my own nonprofit and okay. I just, I don't, I don't know what it all would entail because, and this is kind of, this is kind of a unique situation, which I, I'm really excited about. It, you know, I'm fortunate that I can do like a whole bunch of random different things, right? I mean, I can right. help teach you karate. I can help, you know, work on networks, you know, we can build woodworking and do birdhouses. I, I can do all these different things. Right. Anyway, I can, take all these things and put them together and make something to help someone, I think is what I wanted to do. And, and so the nonprofit, I know when you're going to file for one of these things, you have to have <laughs> a charter in mind and it's yeah. like, I want to help people. You know, <laughs> right. I want it to be so easy. Um, right. You have to draw a line in the sand is how you're going to help folks. And, right. and um, even though like, like, for example, my wife is a preschool teacher and she is also on the board for another preschool where I'm going, you know, uh, a different school when, before they became, because uh, the one school wouldn't do preschool. It was only kindergarten through, through high school. Right. So we had to put him in preschool in a different town. And my wife grew up in that town. Mm -hmm. So she ended up as uh, on the board. Then she was the vice president. Now she's the president of the whole preschool board. And it's all right. donation based only for the tuition. Oh, wow. There's no, there, that's it. And the teachers don't make pretty much anything. I mean, right. really. Right. Um, and like, I want to do stuff to help back, give back to them. And I'm, you know, I'm running different stands at some of their fundraiser events and things like that. But thinking through, how do you do that? Like that's, that's helping one school, which is a very important school in this, in this town. And it helps our, the kids and everything. But how do you, how do you take that and make it 
mass, you know, I mean, how right. can I make it where if I'll, I'll give you a book, you know, if this book is a hundred dollar book or $70 book or whatever it might be, and I give you a book, you know, to maybe entice you to donate, you know, $5 or $10 or something, or tweet a link out or send it out to just try to raise awareness that these are some of the things and projects that we're working on. Right. I think that's, that's the value of using social to try to amplify these good causes. You hear of, I mean, for crying out loud, I hate to say this, it sounds crazy, but the dude with the twisted tea can, you know, it, it took the internet by storm because he, he did his thing with this twisted tea can. Right. And there are GoFund, there are GoFundMes for this guy to, to, to really help the guy out. And, and I, and I, I see that being important, but when it comes to like feeding kids or homeless kids or kids who can't even go to school because they can't afford it and, you know, kids who want to do music instruments and lessons who can't afford them. And, you know, that's some of these nonprofits like the Old Bridge Militia that I'm 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 uh, partnered with is like those to me are near and dear to my heart. And not not to say that that twisted scenario wasn't wasn't important. It definitely was. But right. how do we use those tools? to get the visibility to scale. So some little town next door here that only has a population of 2000 people can get the visibility at the same as Chicago would, you know, right. to try to, to try to do that. So I think, I think there's some more noodling I have to do. I know that tech bookshelf thing that one of the things I was working with, uh, Eloise, uh, cool piss on is building this tech bookshelf so we can give away books and collect books and ship them to folks who can't afford them for learning resources. And then, we're looking at also trying to see if we can find a way to do that with equipment for labs or licensing through software and expand it out for the whole learning community. But there's a lot of red tape there, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, can't just send gray market equipment out and there's a lot of legalities to it, but it's all for the greater good. And I think having that platform to, uh, you know, at least raise up the different issues that are happening in your backyard. So other folks who may want to lend a helping hand, even if it's not financially, they might come out and help. You know, for example, like there's a fire door that needs to be installed into this building. And it's a church. So there's a church. And then in the basement of the church is this preschool. And it's this double metal door. But, it, well, it needs to be a double metal door, I should say. It's a double wood door right now. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, like, so they're like, it's got to be this fire rated double metal special door and all this. They want right. $9,000 Wow. to do that. Wow. And that's pretty much the salary of the teacher right? to put it into perspective, to, to, right. to do a door. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, how, how do we, we, we got to find a way to be better at this. You know I mean? Yeah. How do we, how do we do this? So there might be somebody out there who knows how to do that. or might just be like, you know what? It's strange you say that. Cause I've got two of those doors in my garage. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just the most random things, but those things pay off. Those long shots pay off. So it doesn't hurt to, to talk about it. I guess is my point. Right. For sure. For sure. So, I mean, like you said, right? Like just because you have good intention doesn't translate automatically to good results. I mean, case in exactly. point would be uh, one laptop per child, right? I remember yeah, looking yeah. at that and I remember buying a few laptops, but execution wise, you know, it's, um, I mean, we could, there are many art good articles written about why did the movement stop or why did, why was it not as successful as it, would, it could be? But but the bottom line is there's there's certainly red tapes they have to go through and execution is just as important as uh, good intention. So, right. you know, I, I, I don't have an answer to that, but it's so interesting that you brought up, you know, just exposure 
and uh, just putting yourself out there, putting that intention out there, and attract like-minded people. It's like it's like the secret, right? The book. It's another book that we could yeah. talk about. It's like the secret. You put your intention out there, and now you're becoming more aware and uh, attract like-minded people to to your tribe. Um, I mean, obviously, I haven't done as much in this area as you have, but I'd be interested in. Uh, you know, kind of tying that back into your book recommendation of, you know, uh, for example, putting your intention out there. How do you stay positive through all these adversities, uh, so to speak? Or how do you yeah. stay um, still motivated, you know, through maybe, you know, nobody has that metal door, right? Like, what do you do then? Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. It's like, and I think like when you mentioned bringing other folks together uh, and involving them in, in the issues at hand, I think if we can figure out how to do this think tank style, bring, we we have a lot of folks in this industry who are brilliant, you know, and they all know somebody else who knows 10 other people who may also be brilliant in their own perspective, you know, right. So if you're talking about this and we can maybe make a community where we can say, Hey, look, I mean, that might be it. It might be like metal DevOps might be donating money to figure out how to, you know, put in a steel door so the kids can stay safe in case of a fire, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, you know, there's, there's so many things out there that I think you can, you can do. And I think to your point, when you're listening to books and trying to stay positive, because I mean, let's be real here. A lot of times there's no, Right. The answer is no on a lot of things for all the things that do work. There are a lot of things that do not come through and that do not work and aren't approved or, you know, it gets swept away. And it just it's an idea that just dies on the vine. And I think the more at bats you have and the more you talk about certain things, the more certain things will stick to the wall and then come to fruition. And I think that that's true of pretty much anything. I mean, think about how inventors do it. They don't just stop after one. I think it was called Heinz 57 because it was like the 57th recipe or something like that. Uh, or WD-40. <laughs> WD-40, I think, was also the 40th recipe of how they made WD-40. And that was literally what it was, water dispellant 40 or something like that. So right. when I think of these things, that gives me hope. And, and I'm a naturally positive kind of vibey kind of person who likes helping as much as I can, like in any way, Right. I'm the kind of guy that will be like, all right, you can't stop and help fix everybody's tire because you'll never get to work. Or right. they might steal your car or some some random stuff like you know that you hear all the time. But I'm the one who always wants to help in any way I can. If I have the ability to, to me, it just seems like you you should and and have to help. And and I think that's just the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Um and, and when you look back at at all the times you needed somebody to lift you up or give you a hand. I'm pretty sure that there's quite a few and you can't remember every single one of them. So I just stopped trying and I just say, look, if I, as long as I'm good and doing the best I can to help folks and make their dreams come true and make everybody happy and get home safe at the end of the day, whatever it may be, then I'm better for it that day and that night and on to the next day. So it sounds corny, but I grew up with nothing. I mean, I literally had absolutely nothing we we were evicted constantly we had no money we grew up in some of the worst conditions outside of chicago mm-hmm. um we were involved in things that we probably shouldn't have been in as kids you know uh hotshot teenagers and stuff like that right and you know you think about all these things and where we're at today and you know everything has changed but at the same time it's just everything is now more you're on 24 hours a day no yeah. matter whether you want to be or not right and I think 
instead of trying to fake it, which would be exhausting, mm-hmm. just be you, just be you and do whatever you can. And if you could do something to help, you know, maybe it wouldn't hurt. We'll go around comes around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I remember, so I, I think it goes back to the execution again, right? Like it goes back into everybody has good intention, but good intention doesn't work. In fact, this is actually one of my first impression of uh, Jeff Bezos. So, so I, when I was employed at, you know, Amazon and um, the first all hands, I was very excited. I was just, you know, there looking forward to, you know, sitting at the edge of my seat. And I remember Amazon was back then was small enough to fit in into uh, the Fifth Avenue theater. And I look at my seat and when Mr. Bezos came up and the first thing he did, he said was, good intention doesn't work. Um, so, you know, that kind of piques the curiosity of everybody in the audience. And right. so then, then the question is what works, right? So what he said was systems work, um, a execution plan works. So, you know, when you get page at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, your, your, your intention is to fix the something, right? Whatever was broke. But you're tired. Um, you're you're uh, you know you're you can't think straight. So you're bound to take right. some shortcuts, and you don't have all the information with you if you don't have a plan. So it's really come down to planning and think ahead of time, like you said, right? You uh, you explore all the options. Some of them wouldn't don't don't pan out, but some of them would. So what are some of the things that you think about when I say execution? What are some of the books? What are some of the concepts that helped you? in your execution of these either nonprofits or studying for CCIE or uh, just trying to achieve your goals, basically. It's so funny you say that. So I'm going to bring, I'm going to open my audible app so I can actually read some of these. So I don't totally botch the titles. Uh, (laughs) But one one of the things, there was a book that I read and and it's it's buried in my closet and I don't have it right now. Like you mentioned, like for studying, even for certifications, there was a book that somebody wrote and it was a non-technical guide to your, CCIE, what you have to do, what you have to know about studying for your CCIE, non-technical. It was like a personal guide to dealing with family. I, I think the gentleman's name was Vivix. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty confident that's what it was. It, yeah. Stuff like that to help you prepare your own mindset and things of exactly. that nature. And then and when you, when you start talking about books, like this one, I, I just learned about this book today. I literally, I'm not even kidding you, just downloaded this book today. I haven't even read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Fifth Discipline. Okay. And and I've never even heard of it. And the idea, oops, I just hit play, so hopefully it doesn't play in here. Uh, it, it's literally about deconstructing systems and yeah. how systems work and how you can make execution plans and reconstruct. And I just found it so fascinating because I'm building education and training. And actually, my manager, uh, Tyler, was the one who re- referred it to me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm going to listen to that. So that was one. And then there's another one that uh, it actually is a really good one that I've been reading. It's, it's the uh, Five Levels of Leadership. Okay. By John Maxwell. If you haven't seen that one, it's another really good one. And for the folks out there who are going to laugh at me, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I have to put this one out there. Um, there was one out there called The Perfect Day to Boss Up. Okay. Now, I haven't I, heard of that one. I, I was in an airport in Arkansas coming okay. back. From, it was, I was out with, with some friends in Megadeth. It was kind of a funny thing. And I was out there in Arkansas in the middle of this little airport. And there was this bookstore, like a little Hudson News kind of thing. And I walked sure. in, and there was this book, and it said, and it, it's a guy named Rick Ross, who's a rapper. Okay. And he was on there, and he's on the cover, and it says, The Perfect Day to Boss Up. And I'm like, oh, let me look at that. 
I listened to this guy's music. I'm like, all right, yeah. So I'm reading it and I'm like, and it looked like a really good motivational book about being an entrepreneur. So right. I'm like, I like that book. I'm not going to buy it here because it's, it's in paper copy. And I, <laughs> right. but I will download it on audible right now. Nice. So I downloaded that and it was a really good book. There is a little bit of cursing in it, which I'm fully used to. Right. Um, <laughs> you may not be. So, you know, maybe there's Gr- growing up in the tough neighborhood of Chicago. I'm sure you, you know, heard, all, I, heard it all. I, you should have seen my dad. He was from, the, <laughs> from Chicago in the Navy. Yeah. He's, he's uh, uh, the other one I think is probably the, I mean, I gotta lie to you, the best book that I've, ever i read it and listened to it mm-hmm. uh about execution was called atomic habits yes if you haven't yes. heard of atomic habits that is i love that book and yep. and through even down to something that you would think has nothing to do with anything right. i ripped apart this entire office you can't see it because i but i put there was stuff everywhere i had all these different desks and things and it was like you could barely even walk through here because of the different computers and video endpoints and raspberry pi this and switches and stuff everywhere right right i I, I listened to this book and it was talking about you got to be your own environmental designer right and i thought about them like what and it's basically saying if they're if you walk into a room and you don't feel calm like you're meditating or relaxed there's something in that room that is causing you to feel amped up pressure uh anxiety stress whatever it may be for me, I noticed that every time I come in this room, or I did anyway, uh, there was all these unfinished projects everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, from from the Raspberry Pi, we'll probably jokingly get into this too. Like I, I tried to build this retro pie like eight times, man. I got <laughs> the system on there. I can't get not one single game to work on anything. I've tried everything. I've read everything. I've, I don't know if there's a fault. I don't know what it is. And I'm over here like, man. And I look at that and there's all this stuff. And then like, that's not done. And there's I had two desks at the time and they, I, I actually, I gave, they gave them to me from an old Cisco office. So they were like real nice desks made of, of this kind of stuff, right? These are from Cisco. And, right. and, uh, but they took up the whole office. And then because I had two desks, I had two full desks, right. Of just yeah. stuff. And it was just stressing me out. I yeah. literally, while listening to this book, ripped every single thing out of this entire room. And I am not kidding. Oh, wow. Everything. Wow. And yeah. I got pictures somewhere and I, I, my buddy did this thing on his wall where he puts all this like reclaimed wood up on the wall and it just looks so beautiful, you know? And I'm like, it's so relaxing to just look at that, you know? And I'm like, I'm doing that. So I did. I literally, he gave me all this wood. He came over and helped me and we put all this reclaimed wood on this wall. And then I hung up a 55 inch teams board, you know, yeah. WebEx teams board. And it just yeah. looks so clean. I'm like, it's just like, Ooh, that looks good. You know? And I ripped everything else out of here, and there's really nothing other than this box right here that I got to ship out, and uh, an AP that uh, I have to re reprogram. But yeah. that's basically it. And then I bought a standing reclaimed wood desk, that the raisable lower desk. If you haven't checked out Very Desk, check out Very.com, V-A-R-I.com. I'm I'm gonna plug them. I don't even care. <laughs> this stuff is awesome. And I've I I bought a standing desk from them, and a little uh, you know filing cabinet that is a seat and all this cool stuff is amazing stuff, amazing stuff, yeah. but it looks great. And, and it's just so you walk in and you're just like, Oh man. And now it's so crazy. This office, even though I spend 90% of my time in this room is the room that I go to when I need to chill out. Yeah. 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 So, so when you talk about execution, just a mindset change, 
yeah. of taking stock of what's going on can just yeah. totally change your entire life. Ever since I did that, I've been going, my wife's ready to kill me because I, you know, figur- figuratively speaking, um, <laughs> uh, you know, cause yeah, I have to walk around and I'm like walking in the room, like we don't need that. That needs to go, you know, clean yeah. closet, not ripping stuff apart. You're like, what is that? That just rip it all out. Cause you know, and that's the thing. And it's kind of like life. And this is something that somebody told me once, once you deconstruct what's going on, yeah, you will never be able to put it back the same way it was. Mm-hmm. And if you're having problems with something and you deconstruct it, that could be a good thing. I, I haven't seen that be a bad thing yet, to be honest with you. I've mm-hmm. deconstructed some pretty rancid, crazy things in my time of of issues happening, my father's health or what all these yeah. different things and trying to struggle with why is this happening or why is this happening to me? And sometimes you just need to take a step back to refocus and then look at it from a different perspective. And I think I think the the more I listen to these books, the more I do these interviews and I talk to folks and mm-hmm. listen to their perspectives on things. Yeah. It, it totally changes my everything. And uh Atomic Habits, if you haven't, you have to. You owe it to yourself to listen to this book. It's uh I don't even it was like four hours on on uh Audible. On Audible. Just, just just go through it. It's great. James yeah. Clear is the is the gentleman who does it. Yeah. I, I- I I will concur 100%. Um I I do have uh, atomic habits on audio audiobook as well and I have it in print and I have it on ebook and I also have it in Chinese translation cuz one time I went back to Taiwan and bam there it is it was like top 10 selling I'm like okay so maybe there's something in Chinese that I could grab on and talk to my family about. So I actually have it in multiple languages. And, um, and get this when I, like you, when literally when I was, you know, reading that book, um, I actually moved the, the pull-up bar from the garage to my desk so I could do, do more pull-ups, right? Like I practice every day, like what he was preaching about incremental change, measuring your progress and all of that. You you have to measure. Yeah. If you don't measure, you don't even know what you're, what you're working towards. And like, it's so funny right on the same the same vein of this and, and how i got into this have you ever heard of ryan holiday no no so yeah i don't so there's a book now i do ego is, <laughs> ego, ego is the enemy okay and I, I, that was what i was just doing was unlocking my phone so i could read these names i wasn't sure I wasn't zoning out nice. ego is the enemy is one that i absolutely truly love and another one called the obstacle is the way he has a bunch of books but the only way i heard from him heard mm-hmm. about him was tim ferris was talking about him on one of his podcasts yeah so the- like was it the Titans yeah. book? Like the, the, that was another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got that one too. I, that one's called the tribe of mentors. And then there's yep. another one called, uh, or was it? Yeah. It was like Titan habits of the Titans or something like that. Right. Um, th- th- exactly. Tool, tools of Titans, tools yeah. of Titans. So I, I have that in my thing, but I have not read that yet. Uh, tools okay. of Titans. And because then, that uh, book is like five, like, I don't know, 700 17. pages. It's yeah. like a 17 hour ebook. I think it was yeah, tribe, exactly. tribe of mentors is 18. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're really long, but you take, you just, you don't look at it. You just, every time you're driving somewhere and it's like, there's 30 minutes gone, there's 50 minutes gone. You know, it, it just goes by so fast when you listen to audiobooks. Right. And for me, I think I can retain it a lot better because I, I've always been, and that, that was my struggle. It, 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 laugh at me now, right here. This guy who can't stand reading, uh, is writing books. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. but I, I, I couldn't stand reading. I was such, I'm, I still am. I'm a very, I'm a slow reader. It takes, for some reason, that's just not my preferred method of, of, you know, listening 
uh, and seeing and doing is that's, that's it for me. And then that from, from all the video instruction that we do and all the different students we have out there, obviously it's an important method of learning for a lot of folks. And, uh, when I, when I realized that was my, that was my jam, mm-hmm. I was talking about how I was forced to read books in junior high and high school. Yeah. And I'm like books that I would like, I'm not saying that they're not bad books, like where the red fern grows and, and things of that nature. Right. But it's just, <laughs> They didn't interest me, you know, yeah, none yeah. of these things like it's like here, guess what? You're going to read a 900 page book on how to sew fabric together and make a quilt. Right. If I'm not a quilting type person, that's going right. to be a very difficult read for me. It's like, <laughs> you know, if, if I'm not traveling, reading a road atlas, which if you're not familiar with that is, it's a book of maps. Yeah. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Uh, but you know, it would be like dry reading and it, it just, I cannot, you can throw it at my forehead 50 times. It will not absorb it, it, you know? And I think between that and some of these books and how we, we listen and absorb information nowadays, we didn't have this. Right. I wish we had this 20 years ago. I mean, oh my gosh, if we had this 20 years ago, I mean, I don't, can you imagine what the world would look like today? Yeah. Yeah. Video conferencing like this and, and, and all of these learning and aut- automation and things, they're totally different ballgame. I I was yeah I would constantly tell my children I mean it's one of those bits where you know you tell hey you know when I was your age I walk you know ten miles in the snow to school right which is not true I grew up in Southern California but <laughs> Bare, barefoot uphill both ways right <laughs> for sure right and I was carrying like you know hundred pound books but um yep. but yeah you're right so uh, today it's there different medium you know YouTube videos podcasts there's, the resources just out there it's just amazing. Um, as far as, you know, just uh, multiple ways to learn. So I think you mentioned a, a very interesting point is obviously the format doesn't really matter. It's the knowledge that that is crucial. And everybody yeah. learns a little differently. That's at a, actually one of, my, one of my pet peeves is just to learn how people learn. Um, learning yes. how to learn is actually a skill by itself. And it's always very interesting to me, even more so when I, now that I have kids, right? So I imagine your daughter would be, hey, daddy, who's Team Ferris? <laughs> Why do I always yeah. constantly hear about him uh, yeah. during I mean, our commute? I mean, she constantly asks me about, because, uh, you know, like we'll be, we'll be driving to karate or something and it's like sure. an hour drive each way. And I'll put on something. I've been listening to the five levels and the seven habits and, and, and sure. those lately. So she's just like, what's he talking about? So then I would like pause it and I'll explain some scenario that she's going through right. and try to put it into perspective for her. And, and it, most of the time it, she goes, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it, it like, it resonates. But the funny thing is, it's like, you know, when you said it's a skill to learn how others learn, right. That is so accurate is, and I don't even, I don't even consider myself an educator, but I, I guess I am in a way, but you know, when you think about that, you know, coming from my wife being an actual teacher, right? She's an educator, but you're an educator an too, educator. man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an edutainer, I guess. Right? I, I, it, it's, <laughs> oh, I like it's, that. It's, it's it's one of those things where you're like, you know, if you really know what makes someone tick, you can you can tweak your approach. Right. And I mean, if somebody wants to share information, this is the other thing I think is so cool about that, right? You could take up all of your experiences, all of my experiences, all of this person's experiences, all, all of that knowledge that they have. You will never, even if you have, you, it, you just will never be able to get it out 
either in paper, video, or you'll never get it out exactly the way you have it inside. It's just not possible, right? I mean, you can, not all of it anyway. I mean, maybe a condensed version of some things, but everybody has their own unique experiences and how you learned and how you teach, you, you have to draw from these resources, but you have to do it in a mindset of, you know, how can this person, you know, ingest what it is I'm telling them. And what's cool about that is because we've gone through it, you've gone through it, other educators have gone through it. They know that based on doing that, the little section here is the most important for me to, to show you, just explain it and show it to you live, pow. Right. And by doing that, you cut out all of the trial and error that you went through, right? It was valuable for you because you right. needed to go through that from an experience perspective, Right. But if you can take out all the trial and error for somebody getting new experience with with programmability, automation, whatever the topic is, automation, what have you. And you could just take out all the daunting pieces that scare folks away and just be like, do this, try it this way. And you can see positive reactions and results from that. Why would you not want to just it's almost like I I don't want to say cliff notes version, right? But it's a concentrated version of what you went through. Right. So you can help them learn as fast and most efficiently as possible without wasting their time and making them feel bad and dumb at the same time. Right. I mean, I went through so many things, smashing my head against a wall, trying to figure out why frame relay isn't working to find <laughs> out, you know, I'm doing all these things. And in reality was the frame relay switch I was using that I had no control over was actually incorrectly configured. Right, right, right. The encapsulation right. so, is wrong on the other end. <laughs> on the other end, or the Delphi mapping is wrong, right? You're exactly. going through all this stuff, right? And you're beating your head against it, like, why Why is it doesn't work? And you're blaming yourself. So that's that's hitting your confidence, confidence, yeah. confidence, confidence, confidence. Right. Where if I can say instead of that, wouldn't yeah. have been awesome if I said, you know, all you would have had to do is this debug. And you would have been able to see the frame relay Delsies coming in off from the service provider switch, or the frame relay switch, and you'd be like, oh, so those are not matching the documentation. Right. You know, you'd have been like five minutes. And then you can continue on your path of learning. Now, I'm not saying take away every negative experience and, and, and having the bumps and bruises of going through it and, and doing that. Right. I'm saying there's 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 a there's a there's a niche there. There's a space, especially, and this is one of the things that I you know. I focus on when I'm trying to do these books and all this other stuff is yeah. getting folks started. Yep. Once you get started, you can do whatever you want. Right. But if you have turmoil getting started, what are you going to do? Yeah. Not get started. That's right. exactly what you're going to do. That's what right. everybody does. If if I can ease you into getting started and say, look, here's something you did and here's the outcome. You real quickly built this thing. Or you did something in DNA, Cisco DNA Center and you automated it, so whatever it may be, whatever it is you're doing. And I can get you to that outcome to show you that it is attainable. Yeah. Then you go through the bumps and bruises. And at least because at least you know there's an outcome that you're going to be able to get to that will be a positive one, right? And right. I think that was one of the things that I struggled with for all those years studying was that, and probably why it took me so long to get to get uh, the CCIE and some of the stuff was that. You know, back then there weren't a lot of books like we have now. There weren't, you know, a lot of these online resources. And you just had to trust that the provider you're going through that would give you this information would be accurate. You can't trust anybody. (laughs) You have to trust (laughs) yourself. Um, And and I think if you can get armed with the the skill set to be able to get right to the 
right to the root cause, right to the answer. And I, I think that would help you with tools on how to find the correct answer, which is very beneficial for moving forward, but also it makes you excited to want to keep learning. And that's, that's all yeah. it is, right? I mean, life is a, is, is, is school. Life is all school. That's it. Life mm-hmm. is learning until you're not here anymore. And then you'll <laughs> do whatever you're going to do and probably still be learning, right? You're, right. It's, it's, you're, it's a forever learning cycle. I don't like it that it has to be painful all the time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so abrasive. And I've I've been to classes, I've taken classes, I've seen classes delivered, I've read books, I've I've done so many things in in this space. When you see some of these things being delivered, you're like, uh, you just you watch the light extinguish in somebody's eyes. You know, you're like, that person's never coming back. You know, yeah. I mean, and like, so why don't we just say, hey, you know, it, let's take an extra five. Or if not, sidebar, I'm going to help you out. We're going to get you cl- until that moment of clarity, until that click, you know, until that those light bulbs kick on. And I think the more and that's always my that's my. That's my journey. That's what I do. I mean, when when folks reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter, all these things, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. they ask me these questions and I try to legitimately help them the best I can. Right. Um, you know, if it's something like, hey, how do I get a job at Cisco? Cisco.com forward slash go for careers. <laughs> Very uh, straightforward. You know, <laughs> you know apply. I can't yeah. apply for you. Um, but, right. but, you know, it's just one of those things that I think that if you can help ease that process. Yeah. And and it's in numbers. I don't, I don't think that I'm by any means like we're, we're you gave me a Python book. Okay. I don't consider myself a Python wizard. In any way, shape, or form, I'm very much looking forward to reading this book. You know what I mean? And then the, yeah. the, you're always learning, and it takes. I, I talk about this all the time, and I know you've heard it, and we've talked about this, right? Community. Yep. yep. It takes a community. You can be the stubborn person to do it all on your own, and yes, you'll you will still be hopefully potentially successful whether you do it on your own or not. But yeah, why suffer? Why not share the knowledge, and why not have a support group to help you where you realize that? Oops. I screwed up that code myself as well. Um, and somebody out there, I'm sure there's going to be a million hits on this thing. telling me why I couldn't get that, that, that retro by working, right? <laughs> um, you know, but whatever it may be, that, but that's the thing in the end, I want it working. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if somebody would say like, have you tried this, this and this? And I'm like, no. And I try it and it works. I'm going to be happy that somebody told me how to get that working. Why? Cause I want to play games with my daughter. Right. I want to build something and play games with my kids and have, have something we can do together. So the outcome yeah. You know, the ends don't have, you know, necessarily always have to justify the means, but you really want to make sure it aligns with the outcome you're trying to get to. And I don't know anybody who says, hey, man, I want you to just make this the most drab, boring, you know, paperwork driven, <laughs> you know, lecture intensive yeah. class. Nobody right. have ever heard, you know, like, yeah. They, they, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so I think there's a lot to unpack from what you just said there. And I think, uh, James Clear touched on this as well in his book was about um, decision fatigue, right? So, yeah. you know, when you talk about a beginner, whether they're new to automation, whether they're new to any other subject, CCIE, for example, um, the beginning is always very difficult because you have to learn A, B, C, and D. You heard about Git, you heard about CICD, you heard about Python, you heard about programmability, API, you name it. And there's all these other things, but each of us only have a certain amount of attention um, before we get really tired. Anybody have, yeah. also, uh, we have like this um, 
I would call failure budget, right? We only we could only fail so much before we just lie <laughs> on our bed and just give up. Yeah, so so like you know, so we have a certain failure budget. So we get the fatigue about decisions. We get fatigue about failures. So what you mentioned there was absolutely accurate. Is we want to shortcut people and we want to say, hey, we tried that and it didn't work for us. So if you were just humorous and tried this thing that worked, that will give you that first win, and therefore you'll right. kick off a positive cycle and say, small wins motivation, try more things, an even bigger win. And then that just kicks off that, uh, that cycle. And that, that's, right. like, that's kind of what I heard from you, Jason. It's just this uh, fatigue of, and then, you know, your failure budget, you want to shorten that. You want to leave that failure budget for something that, you know, later on, you don't want to just get right. trip up right out of the door. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the funny thing is it, it's, it's perspective, right? So yeah. it's all about where you, what you focus on. And for example, when, when you're learning a new thing and I, I still like, again, I say this in every single one, every interview I've ever been, I still don't consider myself an expert in all these things, but I, I have the ability to help other folks and I'm going to use it right to, to yeah. do that for them, you know, but at the same time, if you focus on what you don't know mm-hmm. when you're starting, mm-hmm. you are doomed, right? Like if you go into like, I'm going to go get my CCIE. I have never done anything before with Cisco networking. And then you look at all the vast stuff that's covered under CCIE. Right. You're looking at all the things you don't know. And it, it, you immediately just put this brain cloud over your head and this huge daunting thing. Right. And it doesn't have to be that way. It needs to be like, Hey, check this out. I figured out how to build a raspberry Pi in the first place. That alone was a win. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, hey, at least I got the power on it's on. Oh, yep. Booted up. I used Belina Etcher to actually actually like, oh it worked. Okay. Oh, dude, I'm I'm moving in, I'm moving in that direction. Right. RetroPie is on there. I just can't get the games to work. Okay, whatever it may be, right? I, I think that's the thing is it's perception and focus. If you can focus on what you're going to learn, yeah. or look at it like what you get to learn, or what you did just learn. One chapter yeah. at a time. Even if you go through like I'm gonna go through this book and I'm gonna do it one chapter at a time. I'm take notes like I always do with anything else. Yeah. And you yeah. You go back and like, wow, because what you do by doing that, you're fo- you're by focusing on what you did learn. Yep. You can have spiral bound notebooks and all these different things. I learned all that. I can do that. I literally went through all the time to go through and learn that. So when that yeah. next person is coming in saying, I was thinking about learning Python. Yeah. Instead of saying, Here's this huge book. Right. You know, they're like, oh, dude, check it out. I did too. Did you know you could just start here with this little sliver of thing and then boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, hello world. Right. Right. Why hello world exists. Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, um, I think I, I, I try a lot of different packages as well, right? Like at different projects, different open source packages. And I think what kept me going uh, for the, for the libraries that I do keep going with and versus something that I just say, oh, you know, this look interesting and I bend in is the projects or the or the libraries that focus on the first five minutes of experience, the first onboarding experience. You know, you could tell just by documentation or by, uh, you know, the syntaxes that the creators, some of these creators have actually thought about the onboarding experience. Somebody who had thought about the first five minutes of somebody launching the library until they get that first small win, for those yep. projects that put a lot of thoughts into that, 
those are the ones that that really gains a lot of momentum. And you know, Python being one of them. I mean, I'm biased, but Python being one of them, Wagtail, Django, all of these experiences, Flask. You know, you could launch a web server with eight lines of code. That's literally the tutorial. Eight lines of code, and you have a web server. So, from what I've heard from you, Jason, is you know, focus on your small wins. Focus on what you could learn, and get that first five minutes out of the way, so that you could you know progress further. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you want to change the world? Former Tesla executive turned podcaster Billy Samoa is on a mission to help you do it. His show Inside Out reveals transformational insights that can literally change your life. If you're a change maker who wants to make an impact while you're on this planet, then this is the podcast for you. Through deep dive interviews with the world's most remarkable people, your mind will be filled with new ideas and perspectives that will give you the secrets you need to make your mark. Go to insightoutshow.com or subscribe to Insight Out on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then even adding to that, focus, see if you can take what you're learning and map it to something that you truly want to do. Precisely. Right? And yeah. that's why everybody keeps talking about raspberry pies. It's a low hanging fruit, fun thing. It's a hundred dollars. I mean, you can get them for way cheaper than that, but they're like hundred dollars yeah, for sure. all this other cool stuff. Yeah. Like, raspberry like, Pi you know, four is hundred dollars, but $35 yeah. for, you know, AB and, uh, AB or, yeah, you know, yeah. for a, for a three B or whatever, you know, and it's like, you can do so many things with it. Like I, I am, I want to just get to the point where I can just have it turn off a switch of something, a physical switch. Nice. And, you know, and if I can get it to do certain things like that, I can just randomly because I'm bored instead of using my queue or something, I can yeah. open and close a garage door. I can turn off and on a USB or an LED light. I can, you can l- do whatever physically you want to do. You can trip an alarm. You can do any, you can literally do a lot of things. And the reason I want to do that, and this is a funny thing that I'm trying to do is uh, I have a Honeywell device called a Lyric and they are these little devices that are wireless and yeah. they are water, water sensors. If they detect oh, okay. water either on, there's two metal contacts in the bottom. If it detects water, it'll alert. Or you can yeah. plug in this, this line that you can run, I think up to like 30 something feet. And if it's just two wires in there, if they get wet, they short out. If that line shorts out anywhere, it's, it will trip and send emails and beep and text messages and all this other stuff. Nice. Well, it's supposed to anyway. It's supposed to work. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time, sadly, sorry, sorry on that one, Honeywell. Uh, it just hasn't been working. They've, they've just been failing. There's been a lot of issues with it. But if I can have a Raspberry Pi that says yeah. if you trip these two things, it will do whatever I want. I can have yep. that Raspberry Pi up off the ground so it will never get wet and destroyed. It'll just right. trip out those two things, right? Those two contacts. Yep. And yeah. then a fully functional wireless or wired Raspberry Pi, I can have it sing and dance and do everything I want. Yeah. Custom alerts, SM, SMTP server, like you can do anything you want with it. Yeah. Um, then some, right? I can have lights go. I can do a million different things. Hey, warning, this is flashing red. This right. light is flashing red in my kitchen for some reason now. It could be just a hue light bulb that's flashing red. There's a problem. There's a yeah. problem. <laughs> I need to go look, you know. Um, so it's just find something that you can use it for a use case that you'll like and enjoy, and then try yeah. to find little ways to make that happen. Cause you'll be surprised. You're like, not only am I learning, I'm getting value out of this day one. 
Right. Because I'm working towards something that is useful and beneficial to me. Yeah. So make it relevant, right? Make it relevant, relevant to yeah. you. Make it, I think, uh, no, I, I didn't, I didn't invent that. I think that's part of James Clear's book as well. I just make it, make your goal relevant and yep. um, that, that would, you know, automatically motivate you and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, something that I kind of picked up in our conversation, but I wasn't sure if that's what you meant as well was um, focus on the process, right? So I think that's something that, uh, you know, that's in the book, Atomic Habit as well, is you want to focus on the process rather than um, you want to have goals, but you don't want to make the goals for an end all be all. You want to focus right. on the process so that you can make incremental gains. You focus on, uh, I don't know, putting on the shoes. That's what he, the example he gave. Instead of yeah, running yeah. 10 miles, you want to focus on putting on the shoes. You want to make a ritual of, you know, maybe just, just putting out the, the running clothes right next to your bed so that yep. you make it easy. You focus on the process. And then, you know, you make incremental gains. And before you know it, you reach your first goal, uh, make that big, make that win. And then you reach your second goal and so on and so forth. So I think that's something that, that I picked up in our conversation. You didn't say that specifically, yeah. but, but that's a good, it's a great analogy because you know, what you're, what you're saying is a hundred percent accurate. Like, it, it, I mean, for example, that's kind of like the hundred days to code and all these other things, right? It's yeah. Like if if yeah. I get up and I put my shoes on. Yep. Because I, because I want to work towards going to the gym to work out. Right. And then I take my shoes off and I go on with my day. I don't even leave the house. Right. And then the next day I put my shoes on. I keep doing that. Then I put my shoes on and then I put my workout clothes on. And then yeah. I switch back out. And eventually he was even talking to the point James Clear was talking in this Atomic Habits book about driving all the way to the gym. Stay for five minutes. Going, Stay for five minutes and turn around and yeah. go back home. Force, right. force yourself to go home after five minutes. Most yeah. folks would think that's asinine, but you keep doing that. And the reason being is if you go there the first day, you're like, I'm here, and you go crazy for three hours and work out, you're going to be so sore, you're never going to want to come back, right? But if you stay for five minutes, I'm like, okay, I did my five minutes, I'm going home. And the right. next day, five or whatever, and you get to the point where then you're doing 15, then you're doing a half an hour, it doesn't take long, but now you have a ritual of going, getting up, putting your shoes on, putting your clothes on, going to the gym, working out at the gym for a period of time, right. and going back home. And next right. thing you know, it's habit. It is habit, atomic habits, yep. right? That's the thing. Atomic habits. Uh, so, same thing goes with with whatever it may be, coding, learning, reading a chapter a day. I've been into this, uh, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, there's a, have you ever heard of the Calm app, Calm? Like for like a meditation? There's uh, a, there's oh, app yeah, yeah. Calm. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. C-A-L-M. And yep. I've, been, I've been using that for a long time, like meditating. I've been meditating a lot lately. And I'm telling you what. It is amazing. It's if you want to find a place to just be calm, relax, and just get away from everything. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to shut your eyes and, and, and tune it all tremendously. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is in that app, there's a whole bunch of different like things where there's quotes, there's there's like relaxation videos of just like soothing water or somebody like cutting up like uh, kinetic sand or just just different things to move your attention to this and not on right. everything else that's driving you mad. Right. And that's the whole right. idea is that it's all perception. It's all focus. Mm -hmm. If you focus on, Oh my, I have to read all these books and I have to go for the certification and my deadlines this date. Oh my gosh. It yeah. becomes a chore versus yeah. I live in a world where I get to wake up, talk about the coolest freaking technology. I get to help folks learn technology. 
I get to play with these things. And I get paid for it too. Like, wait, what? If you just switch the, instead of saying, oh, I got to work today, I get to work today. Yeah. There's a lot of folks out there who don't get to work today. Right. Um, who don't have that ability. Right. And it's just, it just changes perception. And, and, and I mentioned this before and I mentioned it again. I've been doing a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you that has changed my life. Write down every day three things that are, are good, three things that you want to, you know, expect to hope or want to happen today. Yeah. Um, two words of affirmation of, of, what you, I am whatever I am happy. I am excited or I'm strong or I'm healthy or whatever it may be three things that, uh, went well today. And then two things that could have went better. I got that again from Tim Ferriss. on one of his podcasts talking about uh, (laughs) this book. I think Tim should call us if, if he wants to sponsor our show. I just need to email him. Yeah. I emailed him one day and I I messaged him on Facebook and he responded to me and it was, I was, severely overweight uh uh this was a few years back before i had all the health things and the vegan stuff and all of that um i was just overweight and i just i couldn't figure out what it was right and you know with my parents being diabetic mom passing from it my dad's pretty close in the same boat mm-hmm. uh i don't want to go down that same path right so right i i messaged him because i read the four hour body and the four hour chef sure. and, and it sure. talks about the four hour diet like your slow carb diet you're eating lean proteins and vegetables and cutting out all the starches and the fats and the sugars and all that. And sure. I emailed him. I think I lost like 40 pounds or something. Oh, wow. And I, I, mess- I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, I'm so thankful. I thank you for doing this. I appreciate it because it really helped me out a lot. And yada, yeah. And he right. replied back to me and said, I've known folks who have lost over 200 pounds just doing that. Wow. Right? And he said, good luck on a keep it up type thing. And I'm like, yeah, wow. Tim Ferriss responded to me. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know? um, but because he did, this might yeah. sound petty. Uh, I don't really mean to make it sound petty, but because he did respond to me, yeah, that encouraged me. Sure. To to like, wow, he he really does care, right? So what did I do? Picked up the book. Yeah. Right. I listened to right. the rest of his podcast. Listen to all these different things. You know, it's like, you know, when you when you give back to someone and you acknowledge it, it doesn't take a second to acknowledge somebody. Right. And I love hearing people's journey. I love hearing about, you know, if this didn't work out, why it didn't work out, maybe different things I can do to kind of help and, and encourage them. But I learn every single time I talk to somebody, every time teaching classes, I ask what worked, what didn't work, what they want to change and the feedback or what, what could have been done better or whatever, what topic isn't, wasn't covered. And mm-hmm. you get all this information back and you're like, wow, I didn't think of it that way. So I tweak how I, you tune and tweak how you deliver to make it better for the next round, you know? Right. And right. Uh, I think anytime you can do that in life and you can just kind of get a, 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 your, your own stock of what's going on as far as your journey. Yeah. And I learned early on from a good friend of mine, um, you know, Anthony Sequeira, I'm going to plug him. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, he, he said, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Okay. I mean, if you're writing down a tracker for a certification on things, you know, you don't know, and you're rating yourself like one to five, and you're going through all these things. Nobody else has that paper, right? Nobody else is going to read that paper. And if they pick that paper up, they wouldn't even know what it meant, right? Right. So who are you hurting by like, I'm a five? And really, you're like a two. Sure, sure. You know, I'm the first one to say I'm not an expert at Python. I want to be. But what does it take to do that? Mm -hmm. Keep doing it, right? But keep keep progressing. And and I think, you know, a lot of times we we get bogged down and caught up in the end state, yeah. Of where we want to be versus right. look, 
you want to keep that goal, whether it's certification, it's, it's, you know, it could be anything, it could be a medal from a race. It could be a lot of different things you want to do. You want to have a goal. It could be anything you want to have that goal. But what I am definitely learning recently, especially with the you know, illness in the family and me myself getting sick a while back and going through all that and the recovery and all these different things, yeah. being a father, you know, is that you set this, you do not set this entire path to get there as mm-hmm. much as you want to. You're like, I bought every book that says what I need to know between here and there, but life, life will hit you with those books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Things happen between here and there. But here's the thing that I've learned from my friend Jim, Jim Cook I was telling you about. You set your, your destination and you keep your eye on it. Mm-hmm. And imagine you're going towards a destination. You will go off course. Yeah. You will go off course because of health, because maybe you lost your job, maybe a pandemic happened, who knows? Yeah. All these different things. And all of a sudden your company's gone or your everything it just changes. It's all fluent. But if you keep coming back to, I want to get to that destination, no matter mm-hmm. what happens, as long as you're there and alive, you will get to that destination. Yeah. You're just course, yeah. you're course correcting to get there. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. In that seven habits of effective people, as well as the one about the families, he mentions an airplane. Yeah. And every time an airplane takes off, even though it knows the route and it knows where it's going, it's off course. I think he said like 70 to 90 percent of the time, Mm -hmm. even though it's going towards it, it's constantly having to correct. Even if it's not manual, it's constantly having from wind variations and other traffic and things like that. It knows where it's going. It's still working on getting there. It might take longer. It might be a bumpy ride. So I think keeping that in mind does does help me anyway. I, hopefully it helps you too or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely, Roger, that. Um, I think part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast and also uh, I'm always like you, I've always interested in hearing about people's journey is um, I think I see a lot of younger people and you know maybe older folks as well is they compare their day one to other people's day 10 or to other people's you know day 100 or whatnot and that's not a very smart thing to do is you know you might look at somebody like you know jason yourself you know you're you're multiple you know four and plus book authors and you teach all these classes and you're you know ccie uh, twice the ccie all of that but that is your accomplishment today that's you know you, you like you said you started out from you know, not knowing config T at one point, not knowing. No, absolutely. You know, or but, you, you, you learn config T, but you don't know how to apply it because you can't figure out how to get the console cable into the device, right? Yeah. So, how, how do you get out right, of it? Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what, Bill? Like, like oh, God. you know, I mean, it's, 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 you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm sure folks uh, probably do look and I, this, there was a, there was a meme and it's so funny. I saw this picture and it really hit home to me. And it was this mm-hmm. cartoon and it shows this guy in this, this big truck. And it looks over, he's looking over at this guy in the sports car and says, I mean, I really want that car. Mm-hmm. Then there's a sports car guy looking, you know, looking over at this other guy who has this other thing. I mean, I really want that motorcycle. Yeah. And then there's a guy in a bicycle looking over at, and he's like, man, I, I really want a car. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like it's like you're you're constantly always want what the neighbor has. The grass is always greener, sort of thing, and you're always comparing yourself to how that other person's journey is going. But right. the truth of the matter is, there's a kid. I'm going to give you an example, right? 
I've been in karate. Literally, I'm not kidding you for probably over 30 years. All right. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been in karate for a majority of my life. I have mostly Shotokan, but I've also done Kempo. I've done Japanese weapons. I've done a million different things. Right. Uh, But I've been with Shotokan for the longest. I had to stop and start from scratch three different times. Uh, And I'm just now starting the process to go for my black belt. All right. And I was in a class probably about three weeks ago. And this, and I'm going to say, I'm not even going to lie. He's a kid. A kid came in. I think if we asked him, I think he said he was like nine. He might have been 10. Yeah. Yeah. Black belt. Nice. He's, he literally comes up to like my mid stomach. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like what? And I'm like, how is it? And then I got, and I stopped myself in my brain. I'm thinking, how is that even possible? Yeah. But you don't know what that kid did for eight years, right? Yeah. yeah if that yeah. kid woke up every day, his dad might be a 10 time, you know, master black belt or something, right? Sure. You know, you don't know what he went through and he might have, his whole focus and dedication might have been on martial arts where our mind right. was starting to go through technology, right? Sure. The same thing with, you know, with anything. Like if I, if I spent this much time that I do this doing artwork. Yeah. I still probably won't be a good artist, but I, you know, I a better be chance better. of being you know, an <laughs> artist, you know, like, or like I play the guitar a lot. If I started actually spending all this time recording and doing these things, yeah. I, I, who knows? I might've had an album by now. Right. But it, <laughs> ten it, albums. you can't compare your, your 10 albums. You can't compare your journey to somebody else's because everybody starts in a different spot. Everybody has different legs up. Everybody else has other folks to help them. You know, it's like, it's everybody's completely another unique. And I think, realizing that for myself was a very hard one yeah because you know that's the thing it's like why is this person doing this why is this person doing that who cares there was a comment that michael phelps made and they they were talking about when he was racing somebody one of the olympics not i mean probably you know two or two olympics or so ago right there was a conversation about, about the guy kept popping his head out and looking at what the other swimmer was doing yeah well yeah you lost. Why? Because how much time did you waste trying to focus on this other person that if you would have kept your head down and kept going, you might've won, you know what I mean? That gold medal. (laughs) And and, and that was, that's literally, it's that close, right? Yeah. 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 All this time doing that. He's underwater like a, like a dolphin, right? I mean, you're like, so it's keep your eyes in your own lane. Yeah. It's always, always good to to ask for help. And, and anybody who is worth listening to from a help perspective. Yeah will always encourage you on that. They won't say, well, you know, blah, blah. If they, if they put up any kind of fight to share information with you, or they make it like, well, you know, and you know, it's like some big ordeal to share information or help you on your journey, then they are not being forthcoming. And they're, they're probably not the person you want to listen to anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very true. Um, I think that's probably a, a good point to, uh, to end our podcast. I mean, we could go on for another few hours, but Yes, uh, we've been on but, it for a while. Huh? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This I is talk. great. This is great. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jason. Um, where can people follow you? Where can people get in touch uh, or follow you on uh, the various uh, channels or whatnot? So I have um, for those of you on on YouTube, you know, you can see the metodevops.com. We'll put the link in show notes. We have Jason's Twitter. And uh, is there any other place that you like to share so people could uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm Jason underscore Gooley on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yep. 
connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm really good about LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on there 24 hours a day, but it feels like anyway. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing is uh, techbookshelf.com is coming. There is no okay. website there. I need to put a placeholder up and that's going to be to build that all out. Uh, there is a tech bookshelf Facebook page. And okay. then one of the things I'm starting, uh, it still hasn't gotten off the ground, which is part of this um, that, that, that uh, contest that I did a while back is the network developer. So there's a YouTube okay. channel called the network developer and it's got the picture of that little funny sticker, the Godfather sticker. Thanks to Sylvia. Oh, ah, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that it's just that on there right now. It just as a placeholder. Some, I needed something to put up there uh, okay. to tell folks to follow it. I'm going to start doing things like this, but I would love to have you on as well and okay. to talk about little mini fun projects to do exactly what we talked about here. Okay. To get started, to awesome. just get started. Yeah. And, uh, let's get it going. I think that'd be the best way to, to do it. So thank you all so much for having me and thank you for having me on. Thank you all for listening and to me yammer around again. I appreciate you all. And, uh, dude, thank you again. No, thanks, Jason. I mean, um, I've always known you're, you're a great, uh, you know, technical leader, but this time it allows me to actually, you know, hear some others, uh, other side of you. We'll also, you know, obviously put links for your Twitter and the Facebook page and all the other technical resources that um, that we, we've included. I know I'm going to have a busy post-production because I need to look up all these books and put links to them. But, you know, I appreciate all the resources you share. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I, we got to do this again sometime. And yeah. I'll definitely have you on Metal DevOps or the network developer or both. And, and we'll do something. I, I think that think tank idea, I think that, that might, if you're up for it, maybe me and you could put something together where we can help some folks. Put All some right. thought around help helping the community as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again, awesome. Jason. Thanks for making the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Network Automation Nerds Podcast today. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast platforms. Until next time, bye-bye.